Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's something about Germany. Why I made the curator's pick of the Hollywood French. Unity, unity, unity. Heart, What's going on, people? What's going on, people? They're trying to clip us early. It must be the topic that we have today. Okay, people. Welcome to another great episode of hashtag observations tfr by crazy d that's uh, that's observations the film review observations by crazy d with my special guest host my sister tanya m congress how you doing this morning let's check out the microphone let's make sure that everything is going 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 and happening I am as well as to be expected, as you say. Uh, however, actually, I'm doing okay this morning. Another nice, sunshiny day in Cleveland, Ohio, though brisk. It is sunshiny. Um, I was up pretty late. Like, I, I really didn't. I couldn't fall asleep. Um, and I was, I don't think I finally fell asleep till about 6 o'clock this morning. <laughs> So I don't know what that's about. Sometimes my body goes through these changes. Nothing wrong, really. Just don't want to go to sleep. And so um, usually I end up praying or I'm on the phone or something like that at that time because there's other people who can't sleep as well. I think our spiritual climate is warranting us to be up during the witching hour so we can pay attention to what's going on in the atmosphere uh, in the realm of the spirit, because that all of this stuff it manifests in the spirit, then it manifests on earth, whether it be good or evil. So uh, there's a lot of wickedness going on as we've been covering, uh, not just concentrating on that, but it's incorporated into this big scheme of things. You know, it's definitely wickedness going on. Uh, but anyway, I have my high-powered tea this morning. Um, it's green lasso tea and green matcha tea with the oil of oregano and some uh, stevia in it just to sweeten it. So, I mean, it is that is gasoline tea this morning. And I have my, of course, my usual ginger. And today I have a pink lady apple that I've sliced up today. Just trying some different type of apples. Um, but all in all, feeling pretty good. How you feeling this morning? I see they're trying to clip us too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, sorry yeah. about they're that. To, they're trying to clip us uh, early this morning, but it's okay because we're going to still make it happen because we record the episodes. That's right. We record the episodes, so try your best. Anyway, look. We have found out from last night to this morning 
as I eat on some great oatmeal that my wife made for me this morning with some grapes, some cut apples, mixed um, nuts and fruit on the oatmeal, a little touch of honey. Yeah, it's real tasty mm. this morning. So look, we have learned that anything is possible when the evil sinister minds come together to plot. We want to shout out to Periscope, Vimeo, people on the Film Review Live channel, also on YouTube, who are watching us this morning. Make sure you smash the like button, the share button, and subscribe, like, follow us on those various platforms. We're coming to you this morning just a little disgusted because for once I would like to know who the president is before three to five weeks later. That's what I'll say. Look. <laughs> Let me say it again. I would like to know who the president is the night of the... the of the election 213-943-3358. I would like to know who the president is the night of the election like it used to be and not have it be all drawn out and fictitious. So let me say this about what we watched on Tell Lie, Tell Lie Vision. We watched a network call a state. They called Arizona and all of the votes hadn't even been tallied. One of the counties in Arizona was still white. It hadn't even filled in blue or red and they called the state. Why is this such a big deal for American blacks? If a political party can do that to another political party, party's Caucasian presidential candidate. Figure out, just think what they can do to American black people using plausible deniability. They were using plausible deniability last evening. Look up plausible deniability and let's get in the definition of that. It's very important that you know when you're looking at trick or ticks that you know what you are looking at so that you can know what to call it to be able to combat it. It was plausible deniability. What is the definition of plausible deniability. Remember, we've been talking about possibilities and probabilities. Now we have to talk about probabilities. Probable, probable deniability. What is prob probable deniability? That's the likelihood 
<laughs> of something being denied that is obvious. It's the likelihood of something being denied that is already obvious. Okay. So the election yesterday, and all of this ties into what we're talking today. So smash the share button, smash the like button. This is not going to be a show that is comical. There is no warm up. We're going straight into this because this is direly important. This is direly important. So smash the share button, smash the like button. Make sure you go over to the Film Review Live channel on YouTube and smash the subscribe button and click the bell so you'll be notified when we come in. Now, Plausible deniability is are my blind. Don't believe what my blind, my my lying eyes are showing me. Don't believe it. Listen, I've been in to registering people to vote since I were since I were. Let's use that word because they're switching up the English language on us. Since I were just we pup. 19 years old. I've been glued in front of the television set watching voter results come in on elections since I was, even before, because I remember back in the 80s when the chick with the hair in Texas and the Democrats was trying to win against Ronald Reagan. I was sitting there. My mother was into politics. And so I would sit there and I've been watching this since I was a wee wee pup. Maybe, what was that, 11, 12. So I've been glued to the television. The tel in this case, this is the tell lie vision set since I was 11, 12 years old during, during presidential election cycles, watching the, 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 the uh, conventions, watching the different speakers, watching what they said, even before I could vote, I was sitting there in front of the television set watching this. So at 19, when I started registering people to vote, I was already politically minded. You've heard of criminal minded, there is Political-minded. So I've been sitting and watching results, and I have never, ever, not even during the time in 2000 with Gore and Bush, when Bush sent his brother back and they had to pull back the prediction on on Florida when he sent his brother back out there and said something's wrong you need to go back out there and then it switched and it went to the Supreme Court we have never seen anything like this in my lifetime what we saw on television last evening the way the results came in Never has California been called before Texas, before before Michigan, before Florida, before Wisconsin, before Georgia, all of the states from the east, 
moving into the Midwest, the call first, and then it drops off. Remember when, what was his name? He was the third, he was the Green Party guy. I can't think of his name right now. Not Ross Perot, because he was in it. But we're talking about another guy. I can't think of his name. Wind Power Dude. But even then, when he was in there and the people, he was telling the people, because the polls stayed, we were in Cleveland, and we didn't realize about the, we know about it now, we always knew it was there, but the three-hour difference, so they would have time to go in and vote for the candidate. I can't think of his name. But... He even told the people because California closed later that they would have time to not go with the Green Party himself, but to vote for Al Gore so that Bush wouldn't get it. This is how usually the results run. Okay, so last night, as soon as California closed, they called California for... uh. Biden, as soon as it closed, called Oregon for him also. Soon as it closed, all those West Coast states which put him up, which kept Trump in the hundreds and put him in the 200s. What does this pertain and what can you ascertain will be the problem for American black people as this goes forward? If they can pull this off and do this to a Caucasian. Now, I've said this since Donald Trump got into office. That they've been trying to treat Donald Trump like a, like a nig, like a nig, like a nig. Her, Nick, Nick, uh, like a Nick, you get it. They've been trying to treat him like a Nick since they've been using the playbook from out of Jim Crow on him because they didn't take him seriously and they thought he only a minstrel. Yeah. They thought him only a minstrel. They thought that he was someone that was on TV that was a businessman that was a joke. Who else do they consider just minstrels? And if they are able to do it to him, who is a Caucasian man, what able to do to just the least of these? The ones at the bottom of the totem pole called American Blacks. We already know that they plan to have us at the bottom of the totem pole. We know that already. If you read Biden's plan, if you had just went to the website and read it, you would know that the plans for illegal immigrants are way more extensive. But we've talked about that and we're not going to go over that. This is fraudulent it is inconceivable but obviously anything that you think is inconceivable can be conceived 
because she thought it was inconceivable, so you automatically had a thought on it. So yes, it can be conceivable because you thought of it in a thought and you thought it to be unconceivable that anyone will be able to do anything like this, right? I want to say good morning to everyone that's uh, watching us on the various different platforms. Again, make sure you smash that like button, smash that share button, leave your comments in the comment places and we will read them. The phone lines are open 213-943-3358, 213-943-3358 if you want to discuss and get into the discussion, use your touch tone and press one and we will be notified that you want to speak on the subject matter today. We are taking phone calls, what you think about what's happening in the election. So none of this has ever happened before. Here's, here's another kicker. They call certain states at 74%. They yes, they call did. Arizona at 74%. They call another state at 71%. But all the states where Donald Trump was leading that would have gave him the election, they had to go all the way down. They had to get down to 99%. Never in an election ever have they ever done anything like this before. When it gets to 75% and the margins are at least four points higher than the person, than the opponent, they call for the person that's in the lead and the tallying stops and the person wins the election. It has never ever been anything like this and what you are watching what you are watching happening is the beginning of the destruction of the republic the constitutional republic that gives power to the states because a group of people got together and conceived how they would go about to steal the election. Now, this is just my observations and my opinions, but we have seen many elections and never has it ever gone like this. Not even with Bush Gore 2000. Not even with Bush Gore 2000. This is disastrous. So let's get to the topic for the day. We're not we're not playing around. We're taking phone calls 213-943-3358. This was a standard Jim Crow stymie while some of us entertain. Now originally I had titled this a standard Jim Crow stymie while some Negroes entertain. But I realized that the people on a certain platform don't know the nuances of words and they think because they use Negro like people use So they would be saying that we were saying some derogatory language and try to clip 
the broadcast early. So I had to rearrange because when you have people who don't understand the English language and what it means that black people were once called Negro in this country and when we use it now, we mean that you are still in that Negro, that Neg, Black, O, Greek, Zero. And you are a black zero in your mentality. That's how we use it. We're not calling you uh We're calling you what the plantation owners made you. Okay? So a standard Jim Crow stymie while some of us some Negroes entertain Freedom Part 3, right? Look up stymie. The word stymied, S-T-I-M-E-I-E-D, or stymie, S-T-I-M-E-Y, and give me the definition of what stymie is. And if they don't have it, because it's, it's an older term, they may not have it. It's an older English term, stymie, to stymie something, right? Yes, actually. Okay, go ahead. It actually is spelled two different ways, uh, S-T-Y-M-I-E and then S-T-I-M-I-E-D for stymied. Um, it is basically prevent, to prevent or hinder the progress of. Basically, that's the meaning. To stop or hinder the progress of. That's what stymie or to stymie or to be stymied means. Okay, let's go through this. Is that all we know how to do is entertain without being able to think critically? If those who hate Trump so much to steal this election can get away with stealing this election, what does and how does this stealing pertain to American blacks? And if they can stymie a Caucasian with old Jim Crow tactics, like they once stymied American blacks, what do they have in hold to hold American blacks down under a Biden administration. Why does it say that some of us aren't wise? What does it say that some of us aren't wise enough to speak out on this injustice happening in electoral politics? Let's discuss. The phone lines are open 213-943-3358. So what does it say that some of us who were dancing and line dancing and believing the hype that the Dixiecrats were saying that it was going to be Obama type number numbers and I didn't even have to venture out of my 
COVID-19 bubble to just watch the video presentations that people had to see that no one was at these events. No one was at these events of any number. Old girl from Atlanta was here. She couldn't pull a crowd. Stacey Abrams was here from Atlanta. She couldn't pull a crowd. The voting lines were sparse. We came out here. First of all, I still have the images because I went down when Obama was elected in 08. We went down to 36 in Euclid. We drove, we had to go. It was so crowded on 30, on Euclid that we had to take Chester down to get to downtown Cleveland. And it was packed all throughout downtown Cleveland Terminal Tower all the way back up to 36 for this first historic vote for what we thought was American black man. Get out of here if you believed it. We landed in Las Vegas in 2012 during the 40th anniversary of a certain radio station. And we went down. We had to drive down down. We had to drive down, down, down the way, down to get there. But when we got there, there were stars. We interviewed we, uh, Jesse Williams and and uh, the other comedian lady. I got all that footage up. And the place was just packed. And it was a, phenom a phenomenon. And to sit up there and believe the hype that we saw it in Cleveland in 08, and we saw it in 12 in Las Vegas. And what I saw over people's vertical, dusty camera angles was not. And them dusty camera angles that are not going to live past the time that you shot them because no one wants to listen to absurd sound, terrible sound with dusty picture. They just don't and they won't live <laughs> on past anything. We're sorry. The, that's why no one is coming out because they say if you can't get a picture and sound right, why am I even? Why would I even come out to any events? Hmm. So to sit up and say that this was going to be Obama numbers, that was even though Obama is not American black, he is a facsimile of black, and so that is racist coming from the very party that he was elected he first he was selected to be elected into that's racist and when you know that they are the same party that pushed Jim Crow and that what they did at this election what you saw on television is they had certain operatives in certain places to be able to put a monkey wrench in. You know, they only call a wrench a monkey wrench because the famous boxer created the wrench while he was in prison, Jack Johnson. So, of course, the great thought, the sinisterly disgusting 
mind thought of Caucasians was not to not give credit to the man who made the wrench, but to say, to call it a monkey wrench. This, and that's Dixie Crest, and this is what you are up against. If the Dixie Crest can pull this off, what do you think they will do to you? The Dixie Crest, in my opinion, coons. Okay. So let's get to some definitions. Let's get to some definitions. We, we, we bypassed the memes this morning because we, we letting the rubber hit the road because everyone stayed up late, you know, said so no time for no warm up because everybody's still warmed up. Okay, so here we go. Let's go with this now. Menstrual show. Now, why do I bring up the definition of a menstrual show? Because not only, not only did I see people in full delusionment, in full delusion, thinking that the numbers, because the white, the Negro whisperer, the Negro Whisperer told you, that's right, it was Aisha Tyler. That's right, we interviewed all these different people when we first landed in 2012. Right, so look, how you could just believe because the Negro Whisperers whispered to you and told you that those numbers will be the numbers of Obama and and. Biden didn't do, didn't have the hustle that Obama had, which makes it appear to me that you, as an American black person, think that the laziest Caucasian is just as good as the greatest hustling, not hustling like S-U-S-S-L-I-N-G, but hustle, having hustle, the greatest American, well, you're not American, black kid, the, the black man and Barack Obama, who had the hustle to get out there and get Caucasians to vote against their usual apathetic interests of just remaining white. That he would be as great as he who had the ultimate hustle that a man that was in the house laying low, lazy, did you actually think that he is up and poised to win this election. That is self-hate. We're, we're sorry, we're sorry. So, why did we talk about the menstrual show? Because not only did we see people out there in delusion, but we started seeing people start dancing and they started entertaining and, and it was a menstrual show, man. It was a menstrual show. My opinion, my observation. So let's look at the definition of a menstrual show because the menstrual show obviously has not gotten out of our Jones, right? It has not gotten out of our Jones and this is a detriment to us and we have to get rid of the menstrual show. The menstrual show was an white American form of entertainment developed in the early 19th century. Each show consisted of 
comic skits, variety acts, dancing, and music performances that depicted people, especially of African descent. Do you remember watching all the various variety shows on, on television where they would have different uh, skits? Carol Burnett, for instance, right? That comes from the minstrel show. They just took the blackface off. And how many people actually watched Carol Burnett and liked it with Tim Conway from Cleveland, Ohio? And he would play that shabby clown guy. When you research about the clown is a joke on the hobo and the majority of the hobos, not what you see in movies, but in reality were American blacks who were displaced and the clown is a joke is a satire is a hateful character of the hobo like the minstrel show was a hateful character of American blacks who had to work to succeed with nothing handed to them that's why it's reparations then, reparations now, reparations in the future. Now, minstrels lampooned black people as dim-witted, lazy, buffoonish, superstitious, and happy-go-lucky. Lazy. Now, if you are a self-hating Negro and you think that black people are lazy, then you would equate Biden's laziness with Obama's hustle and see it as the same and believe that you were seeing the same numbers wake up. If you are a self-hating Negro, and you think that black people are lazy, then you would equate Biden's laziness with Obama's ultimate hustle, see it the same, and believe that you're seeing the same number of people coming out to vote wake up. Minstrelsy, another word for minstrel show. Minstrelsy, popular from the early 19th to the early 20th centuries, was founded on the comic enactment of racial stereotypes. Although its zenith was between 1850 to 1870, its influence endured in vaudeville, radio, and television as well as in the motion picture and world music industries of the 20 and 21st century. The minstrel. I'm telling you, 
I, I, I we, we were out there. We were, we were. I, I wasn't out there. I was watching from the boat and watching the minstrelsy. There were minstrelsies. Oh, move it in, move it out, move it in, all about disco lady. Whatever line, whatever popular line dance was going, they were out there doing it. And then they had stage performances where people were getting up there doing minstrels. And why they were doing that is because they did have they have no concept of history. It is the education system that they have brought down to nothing to make you a happy go lucky. To make you a happy go lucky <coughs> That's what it is. So look. Let's go here real quick. Because we need to go on here and let you have. Let's give some context. Of course, I cut another piece and we're starting early with it. You know, and then starting in the second hour. We're starting after the first half hour of the show. Because we want to give context to what you are seeing, what you are being exposed to. And if you do not know what this is that we are talking about, you will know so that you will not be a willing participant in the future, no matter what happens, because if they get in there, if they get in there, they are going to show you those immigrants are coming and they are going to show you what it is. You've got children. I don't have none <laughs> on you because the immigrant is going to have everything in school, school choice over you. And you trying to get your kids up and your kid is going to be washing floors and being a minstrel for someone who is first generation in this country. This is what's setting up and you are still out there rooting for the people who stole this election. We already laid out how they stole it with plausible deniability. So let's go through this real quick. First of all, this opens up and it gives a definition of the minstrel. And we even talk about a time because the there are people who wrote, who, who wrote great American black pieces of dignity. And we have that all cut into this along with examples of minstrelsy. So let's get into this. And you know, you know what we do. We pause to give context. Here we go. And today we're continuing our discussion of 19th century American theater with a look at some upsetting parts of our theatrical past. In the 19th century, race and racism contributed to a unique and troubling performance culture, which helped create and spread racist stereotypes that are still with us today. And just to be super clear, the stuff we're talking about in this episode is tough. The images are upsetting and much of the language is fraught, to put it lightly. So just an upfront content warning so you know what's coming up. Now, when I say the word 
Raccoon. Obviously, I'm not referring to raccoons. Like the N-word, this word used to be a racially derogative term used by whites to refer to black people. Nowadays, the term, again like the N-word, was taken by the black community and repurposed, ironically, to use against each other. Basically, a coon is any individual of African-American descent who expresses opinions, beliefs, or commits actions that encourages the belittlement of the black community. Although this word can apply to any other minority in America, it is commonly used by and on black people due to the word's controversial history. Now, people who have beliefs that are contrary to the advancement of American black people are called, ladies and gentlemen, they are called coon. So let's look at our definition before we get back into the video here. So let's look at coondom real quick, right? Coondom. Let's let's look let's look at this real quick. Let me bring this up. Let me bring it a little bigger so that we can see it so we can all can read it. Okay, coon. Slang. Extremely derogatory and offensive. A contemptuous form a contemptuous term used to refer to a black person right informal a fellow especially a okay that first word is spelled wrong so it's uh i'm gonna say dusty or undignified person go home you old coon <laughs> Okay, secondary. When used by whites, it translates into When used by blacks, it's describing an uncle ruckus type character. Example, the character Samuel L. Jackson portrayed in Django Unchained. Now, a lot of people think because you're not like him and you're not standing under what you would be consider people who own plantations but that's what the Dixie Crats were right third a black person who is ignorant to white discrimination and, and unknowingly suffers with self-hatred a person who is ignorant to white discrimination and unknowingly suffers with self-hate. If you go along with a party and not for the best interest of American blacks but to go along with a party, you ladies and gentlemen suffer from self-hate and you are a coon. We bring you different definitions. We showed you the Samuel Jackson type character from Django Unchained. We talked about a person who is ignorant to white discrimination. You wouldn't know if a liberal white was being discriminatory towards you because you're just there happy rubbing elbows and being in the same conversation. So you wouldn't know if they were being discriminatory to you or not. Third, 
A black man who only dates white women or only finds white women attractive. Three different definitions, uh, three different examples of coons with the definition of what a coon is. What would you like to say to that so far? See, um, this definition is commonly used to uh, describe, let's see, the person who would be more like the Samuel Jackson character, though they would mask it. We got so much jelly backness going on right now. You you have people who are like that, but they mask even that. Uh, but you can tell in matters such as these during an election time, and you can tell by their conversation, it's out of the abundance of their heart, their mouth speaks. And so we're in a situation where we have people who are walking blind, and they're walking, they can't hear, they're dull of hearing and they're dull of seeing. They have bad sight and bad hearing. And their ears are attuned and in alignment with BS. This is what they've aligned themselves with. And so when someone comes along that speaks something contradictory to that, they're automatically, they have the nerve to mitigate it, God to call you a coon uh, because you're speaking. In uh, a way that's opposite of their beliefs that are unfounded. They have belief. They believe in things they don't understand. And Stevie Wonder said they suffer. They believe in things they don't understand, so they suffering. And they will tell you that you are the one that is in error. But see, I, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. I said it yesterday. I'm not gonna repeat what I said yesterday. But I said it yesterday. We about to see it. You about to see something. If this this boy gets in here, you're about to see something. Listen, the term that we're dealing with, the particular type of coon that we are dealing with is a black person who is ignorant to white discrimination and unknowingly suffers with self-hatred. This right. is the one that we are dealing with. The willful coon, which is a Uncle Ruckus from Boondocks or the Samuel L. Jackson character he portrayed in Django Unchained, that is willful cooning, right? Then you have, we're not talking about the one that is dating and only dates white women. We are dealing with a specific definition for what we're looking at. Because we have always told you, we always tell you on this show that Crazy D is not a Dixiecrat coon, not a Republican coon, not a nonpartisan coon, or a independent coon. Which means that I am about the topic the main purpose, the main goal of the upliftment of American black people. And I have studied enough history to know that aligning with certain groups do not get the whole of American black people anywhere. That's why we are here and you will learn. This is how this is going to play out if Biden gets this, right? 
See, we know what Trump is, and we've already said what Trump is, but Biden is the one that wrote the laws, and we told you what type of racist he is. So go back to that episode where we break down the different types of racists, right? We know what Trump is, but because if you had abstained, and the media doesn't know why the voting tallies are low, why Trump has doubled his voting with American black women, why his vote totals double with American black women, while the, why the vote totals are down for Biden, the media doesn't know because black people didn't take a stand as a monolith for once and say, we're going to abstain until you talk about reparations and whoever has the best plan. If blacks had started in July, then the incumbent president would have put out a reparations plan other than the platinum plan. And Biden would have been up there doing more than lift every voice and sing. He would have had reparations for American blacks only on his page. Not something that's going to put you in debt. Right? Did you ever go to his website? You should bookmark it and go take a time to read. We keep telling you that. So the definition that we are in terms with, and this group of people can dare call anyone a coon when I saw you dancing, 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 and I saw you doing the menstrual. I saw you doing the menstrual show. I swear, I swear, <laughs> I swear I did. I, I, I saw it. I saw it. I'm going to start ripping <laughs> those videos down so I can have them. So just in case people want to talk. It started way back when Biden came here. I'm like, I got to get on the jet. I got to get on the jet. It doesn't matter if you're on the Republican side, the Democrat side, the independent side, or the nonpartisan side, or the libertarian side, because none of those have anything for American black people at all, unless you demanded. Just rally, just being at the rallies and uh, dancing and singing. Well, that's what you've always done. That's what a segregationist would like to see. See, you're shaking your bum bum. All right. Blackface. I saw a lot of blackface on these videos without seeing people in blackface. What is blackface? is a term which is used to describe a form of theatrical makeup which is predominantly used by non-black performers in order to represent a caricature of a black person. Best film that definitely depicts this is Bamboozled by Spike Lee. If you have never seen Bamboozled, you will understand and you will sit there and you will watch it and you will say some of those comedy routines that were authentic that Savion Glover and Tommy Davison reenacted for the film in blackface or some of the same type of comedy routines you see today that black people do today and they came from the minstrel show. And you will sit there and you will sit there and you will sit there like one of the characters and enjoy 
what they're doing, but at the same time, you will be disturbed that you are enjoying what they're doing because that lets you know that you have been infected with the sickness. And this is what we're talking about. And I saw a lot of blackface without blackface. I saw a lot of menstrual shows. A lot of minstrelsy to be able to rub shoulders with and say that I elected a Caucasian, but what do you get as black people? Oh, you got to feel symbolically good and got to dance and say that you were dancing for a purpose. So did the minstrels. In the United States, the practice gained popularity during the 19th century and contributed to the spread of racial stereotypes such as the happy-go-lucky darky on the plantation. And I swear I saw that. The happy-go-lucky darky on the plantation. Or the Danktified Coon. Look up Danktified. What does Danktified mean? D-A-N-D-I-F-I-E-D. Danktified. Danktified. Like so, so, so funktified. But we're going to be talking about Danktified. What does it mean? Well, now, it means affecting extreme elegance in dress and manner. It also means make up like a dandy, having the dress or manners of a dandy, like Yankee Doodle Dandy, dandy buckish. Uh, in literature, uh, let's see, there's some poems and stuff here, but basically is to be... Um, let me see if we could say dandy Jim dandy I'm dandy I'm dandy I'm dandy I am dandy I'm dandy I'm dandy that's dandy whoa you was almost good we need to get send you some uh cork or some go get some of <laughs> dad's uh black shoe polish and put it on Jew you were polish. good at that Jubilee. it's still in there Okay, so <laughs> Danktify. Danktify. Now, for those who don't know, I, I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. A Yankee Doodle Do or Die. A real life nephew. Born on the 4th of July. Right now, look. I have my Yankee Doodle Sweetheart. That's right. That's right. So, look. I try to go past the copyright. Try not to go past those four first four bars. Anyway, that fifth bar gets you in trouble. The fifth of the first next four bars is get you in trouble. But anyway, look. Um, <laughs> if you know the history of Yankee Doodle Dandy in England, England had a club called the Yankee Doodle Dandy. The Yankee Doodle Dandy Club was for those who were dandy. 
Dantified. Dantified. It was for those who were dantified. And so when America got its independence from England, a writer over in England took and presented America with a song called Yankee Doodle Dandy Research. And it was a slight towards America for breaking away from Britain. And it was saying that the American was danktified. But for those who are good to hear a good tune, well, they sang it. Jimmy Cagney sang, sung it in his movies, and I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. Danktify. So they have been trying to demasculate the American black even in minstrel shows. And who were the ones who represented the minstrel show in the seven in the sixties and the seventies outside of blackface, in our opinion, Paul Lind, Paul mm -hmm. Lind, and Vincent Price, to name just a couple. Dinkify, well, <laughs> look. <laughs> You have to know this history to know what is going on now. And for you to sit up there and be still rooting for this, look what they are going to be able to do to you if they are able to do it to a Caucasian businessman. What are they going to be able to do to you? I mean, you got to start doing the research. You got to shake off the bonds of the education system that they subjected you to and get yourself into unlearning and relearning. Look at this. This is an example of a blackface poster. The Bit Minstrel Jubilee. You know what Jubilee is? Jubilee is like when the black people are out there dancing. It's a representation of the black people dancing. Matter of fact, they gave the slaves Jubilee on Sunday. They could have a day off so they could blow off steam and be out there high-stepping and dancing. Then they took that and put that into the minstrel show. And for some reason, we live with that fucking stereotype still. Excuse my blatantness, but no. I'm not here to be politically correct. Now, y'all can go back through a lot of the videotape and you will see this right here. You will see this, and I saw this with some women. They were doing this, they were doing this right here, except for they weren't, they didn't have a, uh, they didn't have a, a, Banjo on my knee. Oh, Savannah, don't you cry for me. Cause I came from Alabama with a banjo on my knee. 
That old Savannah sound came from early minstrel shows. And I saw this. I saw this minus the banjos, but I saw the routine. And it was a minstrel fucking show. Talking about people voting and in the delusion that the numbers were as large as Obama's was going to be. Downplaying the importance of the black man after you said the black man is so important. Now that we have gone through the definitions, that gives more clarity to the presentation. So we will move forward now. This, what we saw on television, is disgusting. Is disgusting. Disgusting. It is not about Donald Trump. It is about American blacks. And if they can get that off, if they can change up a, a totally how the revolt, the vote results are laid out and it can make it seem like Biden is winning by jumping clear across the country without telling votes. California closed and then they said Biden got it. If they can do that, what can they do to you? You got kids? I ain't got no kids. <laughs> you got to deal with your kids being a butler or a maid or having to be a menstrual to get paid because once those immigrants come in and take them jobs, you didn't read his website. You didn't read his website. How are you going to be able to get a house if you can't get work because they can let in all the immigrants? Oh, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I need to ask somebody from the Lee Harvard area. Like, Tanya, how would you like to have low-income housing? How, how would you like for them to knock down like four or five houses and then throw up a high-rise like six or eight unit low-income housing in Lee and Harvard. How, how, how would you like that? How would you like that in a place that's basically still a suburb? I wouldn't like that at all. I wouldn't like it at all. Oh, well, if you had read, it was, not, not you, I'm just talking. If you had read Biden's plan, you would see that that's what he wanted. That's what Trump was talking about. Not in the suburbs that you're not going to put low income housing in, you can have uh, uh, regentrification where you have a certain income level that is in a house and then you have other types of houses then you have apartment buildings but not low income housing or eight dwellings where section eight will come in. When they were trying to do that in Lee Harvard before, the Lee Harvard residents who moved into Lee and Harvard on the GI Bill told Carl Stokes, no, this is in documentation. You can research this about low income housing in the Lee Harvard area. And they told Carl Stokes no, and he called the black people in that community. Though they pushed to get him elected, he called them the black bourgeoisie. Harvard and Lee 
Harper and Lee has all types of income in the area, but they don't have explicitly low income housing, eight unit dwellings, because you've knocked down three or four houses to build this up, and you're going to see this next to, here's four houses, then this, another four houses, then this, then another four houses. You don't know what you voted for. And let me tell you something about okay, that low go income. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you all something about that low income stuff. Now, I, in, in this area, it's mixed wine in the area. It's a mixed multitude in the area. And when I say mixed, I don't mean by race. I mean by class. And so you have uh, some landlords in the area that have some, some homes that like they are like uh, two family brick homes on the strip right along finer right by finer across from finer and some of those houses got boards on them they boarded up you can always tell where a section eight person has been and let me preface by saying everybody that has to have use of section eight are not um non-classy some people have had to uh, benefit from the system while they were getting themselves together and then they came off the system but i'm talking about generational four and five generations of people who are on welfare and section eight and they go into these houses section section eight has a code that before um the uh the landlords can rent to a section eight recipient they have to meet these codes and you know no lead paint you know lead paint is basically obsolete now anyway but just there's some things you know all the railings going up and down the stairs have to be there specific things have to be in place in a section eight subsidized house in order for you to get that that patron there and the whole idea for those who don't know behind section eight section eight pays the majority if not all of the rent every month it goes in direct deposit into the landlord's account and then the patron they might only have to pay 40 50 dollars a month for um their share of the rent if anything but you can always tell when it's been there and you can always tell a scum landlord a slum landlord because they don't take care of the property you know you got section eight people in there their income is limited and so uh, why not you? Why are you not cutting the grass? Why are you not keeping the bushes trimmed and stuff like that? So if you allow a building to come into your neighborhoods, and let's be clear, if he's gonna put a uh, Section Eight uh, housing in suburbs, it ain't gonna be white suburbs. It's going to be the suburbs where there's majority of black people that he's talking about throwing that up because he's not gonna throw one up in his neighborhood where he's at. I'm sure he's in a suburb. He's not going to throw one up there. He's going to throw one up in a neighborhood like Lee and Harvard. That's right on the border of Warrensville. It's right on the border of Shaker, right on the border of, of, of surrounding cities, Garfield, right on the border of those different suburbs that uh, keep their properties up. So we keep our properties up in this area. You know, we're not sitting around looking like Boo Boo the Fool and not keeping the grass cut and all that. You just follow suit. And most of the people in this area, they left their homes to their children. They left their homes to their offspring, and the offspring just follow suit. It's just how, I, I, you know, you feel like some kind of fool letting your grass be a, a foot tall. There's a house down the street, 4149. 
4149 that grass was up to the waist until I call, I call. I was like, look, man, I'm turning on my street and I had to call a councilman. I'm like, look, I'm turning on my street. There's this field down the street and it's in front of a house. You can, y'all gotta come cut this grass. This is ridiculous. I don't know if somebody was in the house that didn't have a for sale sign. So no, hell no. I don't want any subsidized housing in the area. No, I don't because I don't want to turn any corner I turn on. I got grass up to the waist, screen doors sitting open in the front yard, just flying and flapping back and forth. No. You didn't know what you voted for. You didn't know what you voted for because you said, well, I'll be able to just move in with the whites. You know what the whites do? The whites will move away from you. You come, you move in with them, then sooner or later it's white flight. And you know what they're going to be flying back to? They're going to be flying back to places like Lee and Harvard where everything is settled, where it doesn't flood, and then it's going to be regentrified. And then you're going to wish that you were there because out there where you are, whenever they leave, they take the tax base and they steal money and they take the step back. Just observations and opinions from just watching, just observing my opinion. But if you research, you find out that that is so. You didn't know what you voted for. So now that we have given you definition on blackface, menstrual shows, and being a coon, because we've thrown that a lot. We, we say, I'm not, I, I say all the time, I'm not a Dixiecrat coon, I'm not a Republican coon, I'm not a independent coon. I am not a nonpartisan coon. I am for American black people. I said it all the time. And that's right, Stu. You, you could clearly hear the passion in my voice because the passion is there because people did not realize what they voted for and they're still rooting for this. And this is a hook or crook situation that they're getting ready to do. They're going to take it by hook or they're going to crook the election away, it looks like. And that is a disgrace because what does that pertain or mean for American blacks that they could do this Jim Crow tactic that they did, that old Jim Crow tactic of trying to stymie, and they've been trying to stymie Trump like he was a nininininin. Why? Because he hung around nininininin. His dress code, if you sat up there and you laughed when some white people talked about him wearing the long tie, who else wore the long tie? Who, who were the haberdasheries, the, the haberdashery, who said wear the tie long? Who else wore it? Wears the tie long? Didn't your pastor wear his tie long beyond his uh, beyond his belt? Didn't he wear it long? But I remember Chris Matthews called Trump a clown, and I disagree. I, I said I disagree with that. They've been trying to treat him like a nene, like they treat. Negroes with old Jim Crow tactics using plausible deniability to say, hmm, 
Nothing to see here. I don't know how. It, I know what it looks like. I don't even realize. I don't even recognize what it looks like. Plausible deniability. And you're rooting for it. You're rooting for it and they're going to do it 10 times on you. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. You know, something just came up. I want to um, share. So my friend, um, my Facebook friend and, and friend Magic Ree, who is a, a multi-plaqued uh, award-winning producer, a Grammy-winning producer, engineer, and uh, writer uh, based out of New Jersey wrote okay get ready to delete me because this truth I'm about to lay on you is probably going to get me banned from the whole internet Donald Trump woke up more black people than Martin and Malcolm combined let's argue <laughs> so the arguments have already started but it's funny because when we say have woken up that's not necessarily true because if they are not, they didn't vote for him. So we already explained our position, why we were, uh, you know, abstain. We explained our position. Because, listen, from now on, nobody gets anything from me without uh, get giving something in return. This needs to be an exchange, not no one-sided relationship. Uh, so... This 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 needs to be an exchange, and we're going giving votes for free. We're giving votes and not getting. What are you doing? You're giving votes and hoping somebody's going to do something for you. You've been hoping while this clown has lift every voice and sing on his website and with 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 uh, uh, regards to American black people. So just keep singing. In other words, just keep on singing, keep on hoping, keep on having faith, keep on singing. No. The power is within our hands, but if we don't use it, we're just sitting ducks out here. It's ridiculous. It's uh, what the segregationists love to see you sing. Oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me, because I came from Alabama with a banjo on my knee. Oh, where you been, Billy boy, Billy boy? So that's going to be Biden in the office. Where have you been? He's going to have that Amos and Andy voice on. Where have you been? He's going to be up there with all the minstrels when they come to the White House like they used to minstrel for Obama. <laughs> hey, yes. Where have you been, Billy boy, Billy boy? Say, where have you been, charming Billy? He's going to be like, I, I wish I had a hat. I wish I had a hat. In the middle of the night, she's a young thing and cannot leave her mother. Cannot and leave exactly her mother. Describes Biden. Did you see the old pictures? He was sitting there. You see the one with him looking at the little girl's pre brew breasts and chest? And she, her dress was a little bit up. And he's looking at her. I'm like, what's going on there? And he said he. He had the little black kids rubbing his leg down on his hair in the water when he was at the pool. And they loved to look at his blonde hair. And he knew about roaches because he liked to have the white kid. No, he didn't say white kids. He said, I like to have kids hop on my lap. I like to have kids hop on my lap. Where have you been, Joey boy? Joey boy. Say, where have you been, Joe Biden? I have been a secret wife in the middle of the night. She's a young thing and cannot leave her mother. 
mother. You don't even know what you voted for. You know, do I? Do you know not know that? Do you not know I had somebody? It, it was perplexing, and who it was came on and told me that that picture. Oh, that's a photo op, or it's a it's a uh, what do you call it? The um when they 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 use the the graphics to uh, Photoshop. Yeah, it said it was Photoshop, and I'm thinking, I'm 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 sorry, but. You know, I was always of the mindset that the musicians were a little bit, um, you know, they're a little bit wiser than than the average bear. But I didn't came across some really dumb musicians um, <laughs> lately. I, I was surprised. This person is a musical genius, but yet they gave me that comment. Um, <clears throat> we coming down to looking at minstrels. We're looking at minstrels. We're looking at coons. And we're looking at people who want to wear blackface. If you haven't seen Bamboozle, you need to watch it. It gives you clear definition. So let's continue on with our presentation. I know, I know this is a hard pill to swallow for some of you because we laid it all out for you. And you were out there dancing and entertaining, talking about voting. Voting is a serious thing. And when I voted, I wasn't out there dancing. When I was out there canvassing people and going to register people to vote, I wasn't dancing or singing. Because it's a serious business. That's why they can call it Lift Every Voice and Sing because they know all you're going to do is be a minstrel. That's all you're going to be. That's all you want to be. You want to be. So <clears throat> let's continue on with the presentation. Now that we got the definitions out the way, we'll keep pausing every now and then for context. So here we go. Why do coons exist, you may ask? Well, that's for a variety of reasons, but let me give you some of the most common ones. For political or financial gain. For political or financial gain for political or financial gain, to gain favor amongst peers of a different ethnicity within a social or work setting, to, <laughs> wait, wait a minute, okay, okay, for political or financial gain, why do coons exist? Now we're talking about the coon. We're expanding into the coon that willfully does what he or she does. Either party. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. We're going to see some blackface today. We got the hat. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Here we go. Look. For political or financial gain. Any of you who were voting and thinking that you were going to get on the jet, that's a gain. That's some kind of financial gain because you figured it with a photo op, you'll be able to get more money from undiscerning people. Right? For, but why, are, why does the coon exist? See, we're not just throwing out the words. We are throwing out the definition and we are asking why and we are bringing the answers to why what exists exists 
for political or financial gain. The coon. To be able to, we've always said this, right? To rub shoulders. That's the second one, to rub shoulders. Listen to what they say. To gain favor amongst peers of a different ethnicity within a social or work setting. To gain favor amongst peers of a different ethnicity within a social or work setting. Or just simply deep ingrained self-loathing of their own ethnicity. Simply deep ingrained self-loathing of their own ethnicity. Simply deep ingrained self-loathing of their own ethnicity. Right, see, the reason why people aren't able to gravitate towards the message of do for American blacks and ask and not ask, demand for what is old is because they hate being around their own. I see it. Clear as day out here. I see the people running around. They Oh, they so glad to have those little mixed babies. Oh, boy, they just be running. They just be like, oh, my God. And then if it's a dark-skinned baby, they say, oh, okay, put the dark-skinned baby in the corner with a ball. And But they, they take pictures with the light-skinned baby. They be like, look at my light-skinned baby. I'm so dark, but look at my light. You can't teach old dog new tricks. That's why the, new, the next generation, well, Generation X is sunk. This is a sinking right here. This is a sinking. If Biden gets in there, he's going to finish what he came to do. And here's another thing. Y'all were believing that really they were going to take the Senate and they were going to take the House. Well, there's 15. I, I heard this come across. I couldn't find the video. But there were 15 black congresspersons that are in the House now that are on the Republican side. Women. 15 black women who have gone in on the Republican side of the House. We're about to see some shakeup. We're about to see some shakeup because there's, there's people, people, people. See, people always on the, on the, Anarchist side, blacks always talking about that the ones on the uh, accelerationist side, blacks are coons. But in actuality, all of them are coons because all of them are buck dancing. All of your buck dancing, high step, I'm the high step of murderer. murderer. I couldn't stand that record when it came out. I need Camosa. Though it's a jam, though, because when I would put it on, people was high stepping. <laughs> it was high stepping. It was high stepping with their white spats on. I thought I was. I thought I was back in the nineteen twenties. But anyway, rag time. Dun, 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 dun. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was rag time. You know the best of, in that movie, Rag Time. Have you seen Rag Time? It's the last movie. Speaking of. Um, Oh man, I had it in mind. But old boy who uh, who died, who was in a soldier Gregory story. Gregory Hines. No, uh, uh, a soldier story. Dude with the big pop eyes, who was later found out to be. But anyway, that's another story for another time. Anyway, he he plays uh, Scott Japlin. He he plays the guy who created the black man who created Ragtime. It says it's the best of times. It's the worst of times. Is Ragtime. 
The best of times, the whites was living rich. The worst of times, you saw the blacks. And then because Japlin created Ragtime, he was able to float between the middle. See these movies. You see? The best of times, the worst of times, it was ragtime. Hmm. And this is where we're headed. We're headed back into the 1920s. This is the top of 2020, 100 years since 1920. We're headed back into the 20s. And you needed a business person to be able to work. Just telling you. And where is your plight as an American black person? Do you have the finances to survive a shutdown? Oh, we're not shutting down the 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 country. We're shutting down the virus. Well, how are you gonna shut down the virus if you believe it's contagious and all that? And a lot of people are in herd immunity already. I see how they're living on the just in my bubble watching the video broadcast. They're out there walking, congregating in all the different cities with no mask on, kicking and having parties, and no one is getting it and they keep on saying for the people who are catching it talking about it's uh super spreader events a lot of people catch it but how many people are dying from it we keep on saying how many people are dying from it and none of that now none of that jibber jabber bullshit that they were talking matters because donald trump was on way to win the election before they put old jim crow tactics in the game against the Caucasians. So what they gonna what is Jane Crow Esquire and John Crow Esquire. Now they lawyers. Did you get your family to make sure they were lawyers? What are they gonna be able to do to you? If they able to do it to him. Right, 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 right. So let's let's continue on. The manner in which a coon would commonly behave in is not something always immediately obvious to others. It can be something subtle. A coon is a person of African descent whose sole purpose is to entertain white people. These coons started out as wearing blackface characterized by having big eyes and painting big red lips on their face. These people would tap dance, play instruments, and sing. Modern day coons are black who play stereotypical roles and black entertainers that promote ignorance. And then, it hit me. I'm a coon. And then, I thought about all the other people that fit the criteria. And then I realized there are coons all around us. Chris Rock, Coon, Eddie Murphy, Coon, Dave Chappelle, Coon, Kevin Hart, Coon, Jamie Foxx, Coon, Bill Cosby, Coon, uh, well, uh, nah, that nigga just fucked up real bad. And then it hit me again, black people have been cooning for years, black people have been dabbing, doing the nay-nay, Millie rocking. I researched more and found out that there is a, a song called Watch Me by a guy called Silento, I guess what colour he is. Nah. Ah, yes, black, ladies and gentlemen, he is black. Silento has been teaching black people how to dance for months, and over 800 million people 
had seen the video and this wasn't the first Fuse ODG made the song Azonto Soldier Boy with Crank That Black people have been singing and dancing for years We've been cooning for years and we never even noticed Before we get into all the disturbing details about minstrel shows, we should take a moment to note that there's a vital tradition of African-American theater actually made by African-Americans that's almost as old as America itself. In 1816, William Alexander Brown, a former ship steward turned theatrical impresario, opened the African Grove Theater in New York. The theater's resident company, the African Company, was all black. They played to mostly black audiences with a Shakespeare repertory. Richard III and Othello were particularly popular. Brown also wrote original plays. The drama of King Shadaway was performed at the Grove in 1823. This play about a revolt against British colonists on the island of St. Vincent was probably the first play by an African-American performed in the U.S. Sadly, it has been lost. Unsurprisingly, the African Grove Theatre faced hostility. On at least one occasion, rowdy white spectators hired by a rival theatre caused trouble, yelling during performances and threatening to riot. Other times, neighbours objected to the noise at the theatre, complaining that the conduct of the patrons was unacceptably boisterous. Stop right there. How many times have we heard that? We're in the 1920s again, people. Like, how, how many times? That, this hit back in the 1800s, right? We come into the, uh, that's the 19th century. You come into the 1900s, which is the 20th century, how many times have people had things they don't want you to have your own but they don't want you to be in theirs that's what ragtime the movie shows you howard rawlings thank you our producer tracy latrice howard rawlings that's right him and jimmy cagney it was jimmy cagney's last role alive in the 80s he played the police chief and something happens to Jacqueline and you have to watch the film Ragtime Ragtime is based in the 20s we are back in the 20s again history is repeating itself because we did not take care of business unfortunately you can deny it or not now how, how often have we heard Oh, it's too loud, it's too boisterous, shut it down, get things shut down, right? How often do our own do that to their own? You can take that hat off, that's a little disturbing, it's getting disturbing now, it's getting a little too, getting a little too plantationist for me, it's a little too plantation. You gotta take that off, that's a little plantation. Yeah, you know? Yeah, that's right. Okay, thanks. Woo! I'm telling you, I was having a, I was having a, a auto body flashback to back to another time when I had to kick some ass. <laughs> man, y'all, man, y'all are, in, uh, you are an embarrass, you are an embarrassment to me. Oh man! You know what? You know what? And that's exactly why I had that stupid hat on. I was looking for another hat that had more fashion and more form. But then when I, I ran into this one, I said, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect right here. 
I had that on to express how ridiculous people look. I know that looked utterly ridiculous. I was looking at myself. I said, that looked crazy. <laughs> and this is how bad it is. This is how bad it is. When I look and I think of it, I think in humor, humorous terms, even though stuff don't be funny. So I think in sarcastic and humorous terms. And so when I seen that hat, that expressed perfectly how it is that I'm seeing y'all who just don't do any research. You don't, you can say, you can say we're arrogant or whatever you want to say that we think we know everything. No, we don't know everything. But we know what we need to know to make the decisions that we need to know, make the decisions we need to make in the time that we're in. While y'all sitting around wearing straw hats and 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 I got some um anybody needing some black shoe polish, I got some right here. I got some, I have several uh um cans of this. Some of them's dried out, um, but you can make them work if you add some water to them. Uh, they they'll be they'll sit just right on the face. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You may as well do that because you have put yourself in a position. This is gonna be if it's like that. I'm still hopeful that whatever it is that you were trying, that justice will prevail, and that the per the right man for the job is chosen. You know, within he's the right man within reason is chosen. Um, so I'm still hopeful for that. But if y'all still, how could you look yourself in the face? How could you sleep at night knowing that you still, listen, you've been planning this since he first got in. You started planning this four years ago. You started planning this soon as it was announced that he was president four years ago. Y'all put a plan in action to try to put something, have something, you know, when it got to 2020. We can't let him go a second term. Y'all said that the first day. You know what? <clears throat> What's funny is, it's not, as far as what it is, it's not really about Donald Trump other than he happens to be in the Republican position as president, which we should have learned with Bush that nothing is going to happen to you if a Republican is in office. But being that they made Trump the boogeyman, this would be a perfect example for him to finish out eight years and black people find out that they are no better or no worse off if, if there was a Democrat in there. So I'm saying depending on what yep. you do. Because the right. programs were coming along. But what I'm saying is it's not about him as a as a call to personality. It's just him in the Republican space and being made to be a boogeyman by the Negro whisperers that you got on your hamster wheel and started boogieing for and got into your mindset and never got into a mind state to look at policy that was best for you and your kind. All right? And so this would be the proof that nothing is going to happen to you. They keep on saying, they're going to put you back in chains. Come on. Come on, man. We got to hear that now. We got to hear that for a moment. Come on, man. 
that to hear him put on that little slang that he puts on trying to sound black. <laughs> you might as well put on his <laughs> black face right now. You might as well put on his, oh, then we don't want him, want him to have another aneurysm, so we might not put the black face on. We don't know how the cork and all that seeps through the skin and gets to the veinage and behind the, the, the various layers of skin. We wouldn't want nothing happening, so let's continue. Well, Mac might that. have something for you. Yeah, Mac, Mac might have. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we go. The theater was shuttered in 1823. One young actor who got his start at the African Grove was Ira Aldridge. Faced with bigotry and a lack of available roles, he left New York as a young man, sailing for England. And there, he became a widely celebrated performer of classical roles, playing Othello and the rebel slave Orinoco. Sometimes he also acted in Whiteface, playing Sherlock, Richard III, and King Lear. He toured Europe and was especially popular in Russia and Prussia. So a few weeks back, I was enjoying my day, eating some egg, which I found out is actually chicken period. <coughs> anyway, I went on Twitter, and for some odd reason, there was just a bunch of people calling me a coon. Please, the people. Furthermore, the behavior of a coon is not limited to just one specific set of actions either such as dating or having sexual relationships with only non-blacks specifically because they hate dating all black people in general, or defending a racially charged opinion a non-black person is making about other black people. It could even be something as common as believing that only every affluent black individual is a part of the Illuminati. To these sorts of people, they apparently believe that no black person could ever achieve success and riches without the supernatural intervention of demonic-based, secret cult-like organizations. Now, be wary of who you call a coon. Just because a black person says a negative thing about the black community, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are a coon. KSI is such a coon! Ew! KSI is a coon! KSI is actually a F-K-I-N coon! KSI is such a fucking coon! Now. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a coon. I'm not, I'm not a coon. But I was, and there was nothing I could do to stop it. Damn! No! Damn! You stop it! Damn! Some of these functions talking about getting out the vote and you started dancing. It's like this right here. You, you need to get on the stage, put on the black face, put on the oversized shoes, and start tapping. Like this. This is that's that's what's up. You know, just just putting it in perspective. Please! I'm freaking please! Damn! Please! No! No! Please! No. Damn! If you had to get up on stage and start dabbing and dancing and saying, we're going to win this election, oh yeah, yeah, and you got there, you was rubbing shoulders with white people that's kind of out of rhythm, you are a coon. Yeah, 
coon. And we gave you the different definition of a coon. Either you're willful or you're not willful. Or you think that white skin is better. We gave you all three definitions While some theatrical of versions of Uncle Tom's Cabin contributed to the abolitionist cause, other melodramas used racial themes to titillate white audiences and even to support slavery's values. America's original theatrical form, The Minstrel Show, reinforced ugly caricatures even as it made some African-American performers stars. Context is necessary in determining whether the individual is a coon or not. For all you know, they could have been critiquing a negative aspect that's present in the black community and needs to be fixed, such as double standard sexism or the tragic yet growingly common family structure present in predominantly black, impoverished neighborhoods. As years have passed, people became less likely to consider the context of another black person's actions before judging them. In result, the word coon has quickly lost its true meaning and impact to the point where the word is just used as a quick and easy threat against any black person's reputation who even slightly disagrees with what the majority of other black people believe in. We've been telling you for a while on this show. So, so I'm get, this is this man's definition of it. Listen, if you're not willing to say anything or demand anything for your vote and you are on one side or the other and you just want to go along with the program and you're not even thinking about the table scraps, you are a coon. This is real serious business because when I see them stealing this election, from a Caucasian that they were trying to use old Jim Crow tactics against all throughout his presidency for the first four years. And if they are successful in doing this, then what does that mean for you? And this is the same people, this is the same people that when uh, Ice Cube went to speak to them about um, you know his what he wanted to talk about what we needed for reparations for black people that they told him we'll dis uh, we can discuss it uh, after the election making the assumption that they were going to win the election and also indirectly telling him get your people to vote for us and shoo us in then we'll sit and talk to you whereas when he went to Trump Trump made time for him to hear it and not only that incorporated some of the plan in with the platinum plan that he came up with that was well thought out I bet you most of the listening listening audience that are American black has not even gone over Trump's platinum plan you have the nerve to say he's lying about it when you don't you don't even know that the first five of the 10 point plan he had completed you don't know he did that because I know because I talked to a couple of people they were like, oh, he did? Oh. I mean, Listen. he did. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Listening to the echo chamber, right? You can't get nothing from the echo chamber. This is, this is going to be bad. You know, there hasn't been a terrorist attack in the United States since Donald Trump has been in office. As soon as they open up their floodgates again, all kinds of people are going to be coming in and it's going to start up again. Didn't you just hear about the terrorist attack that happened over in Europe just before the election, right? 
And that's happening over there, but that's not happening over here because it's closed down from people who would want to say that America is the great white Satan. But you're here for all those Africans who say they're American black city Africans. When you're leaving, we, we want to see you go soon, soon as possible over to Africa. Ha ha ha, fat chance of that. But anyway, look. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't had a terrorist attack. You're open and you, you didn't think about anything. You didn't think about your children. You didn't think about yourself. You don't want to be driving somewhere and you love to be around white people. And that's where they drop bombs at. So you'll be around the white people and get your head blown off. I mean, it's, it's, it's really different elements that people did not think about. But you was up there entertaining. You were up there, yeah, I'm going to get over to the White Maybe, Maybe you had dreams and visions of getting to the White House to be one of the minstrels. Fat <laughs> chance of that. Fat chance of that. So let, let, let's continue on. Let's continue on. That's when I know, when I saw when I saw the Beyonce thing and she had the mask and she bent down there, I said, really, people talk consciousness, but they, in my opinion, my observation that they really don't know. No, they really they don't, don't know, know and, and they only know what level. They know that that ignorant. Aren't we tired of some of us being so ignorant? Ignorance can be solved through education to become intelligent. But if you hear and get the possibility and the probability to learn and you choose not to go and investigate for yourself after information has been given to you, then you then become stupid. You're no longer ignorant. Ignorance is just a lack of knowledge. But if you look and ignore what has been given to you, you just don't go check it out, then you choose willfully to be stupid. This method of accusation without considering context or providing proper evidence can be easily paralleled with the Red Scare of the 1950s. More specifically, McCarthyism, which is why I'll refer to this as McCunthyism. The first published play we have by an African-American author is by William Wells Brown, a leading abolitionist thinker and lecturer. Brown was an escaped slave, and his 1858 play, The Escape, is partly autobiographical. In it, two slaves, Melinda and Glenn, who have different masters, marry in secret. Each is horribly mistreated, and together they plan a daring escape to Canada. But Wells Brown's characters are escaping from the American 19th century theater, too. The play shakes off 19th century theatrical tropes and racist stereotypes. Wells Brown transforms minstrel songs, which we'll discuss very soon, into hymns of freedom. The ideas behind the escape, that African Americans are fully human, that they resent their masters, and also that the dominant genres of 19th century American theater were complicit in racist ideology, were incendiary enough that the escape wasn't ever performed in Brown's lifetime. He did read it himself at abolitionist rallies, though, which must have been amazing, giving an African American voice and perspective to a theatrical moment featuring almost entirely white performers 
and playwrights. Sadly, nuanced or thoughtful portrayals of African Americans were far from the norm. African Americans were largely subjects of caricature, comedy, and racism in American theater. The Minstrel Show was a widely popular and deeply racist 19th century genre created by white Americans. It allowed other white Americans to laugh at stereotyped portrayals of African Americans. Initially, it was performed by white actors in blackface, a kind of theatrical makeup that used burnt cork, grease paint, and even shoe polish to darken the skin, and other makeup to exaggerate the eyes and lips. Later on, when African Americans began to perform in minstrel shows, they had to use blackface too, transforming themselves into the caricatures that white audiences demanded. The genre is usually credited to T.D. Rice, or Daddy Rice, a New York actor who sang and danced in blackface in variety entertainments. He styled himself as an Ethiopian delineator, created a character named Jim Crow, and popularized the song Jump Jim Crow. In the late 19th century, racist laws enforcing segregation in the Southern United States became known as Jim Crow laws after Daddy Rice's character. Rice was so how many of you knew that Jim Crow laws, some of the most heinous laws against American blacks were created from the minstrel show and yet you are a minstrel show. You are a minstrel. You love minstrelsy. You love being in blackface without being blackface. You love going along with those who were the party that produced this. The other party is no better, but I'm speaking on American blacks and their forever wanting to be connected to rub shoulders instead of loving yourself. And a lot of it is going through and researching and finding out about the minstrel show. And from there, you will find out why you don't love yourself. Because you will find yourself in one of those stereotypes. You will find out why you don't love yourself because you will find yourself in one of those stereotypes. And once you find yourself in one of those stereotypes, that will begin the healing. And then you won't feel necessary to rub shoulders and you need to dance and you need to rub shoulders with Caucasians or anybody else other than your own people. This, this whole odyssey with Trump for the last almost four years now, has been, my, my eyes were always open, but it has really cleared the vision on people who were not, who did not grind their teeth, did not cut their teeth on politics from when they were real young, watching, understanding, seeing how things worked, when they get to a certain age and all of a sudden they in certain, they're in certain positions and they're just trying to be with a certain group outside of their own race, they will take on and act like they know. But if they actually were into the politic of the upliftment of 
black people, of American black people, then they would have looked at the situation differently and not been people who were like, we're not going to talk to him. He's a hater. Even the, even the Hispanics voted in big number for Donald Trump. And the black people, if you were about your people, you would say, what are you going to do for us? If you do for us, you have our vote. But no, you want to stay loyal to these people. Here, they don't give you nothing like they didn't give you nothing on the plantation. You are a coup. Unlike what he described in the definition, we have given you definition so that it will be clear about what we're talking about when we're talking about you. So it will be clear. Coons on either of the three levels are not to be trusted. They're not to be trusted because they will stab you in your back. It's just being able to figure out the ones that wear the mask. Once you find out who they are, you avoid them like a plague. A coon's money is not green. It doesn't spend over here. Mm -mm. A coon's money is not green. It does not spend over here. A coon's money is not green. It doesn't spend over here. I'm not a Dixiecrat coon. I'm not a Republican coon. I'm not an independent coon. I'm not a Green Party coon. I'm not a nonpartisan coon. I'm not a red, black, blue, green, yellow, black party coon. I am about American black people. What are you about? And if you are not about the upliftment of American black people and not being connected to a party, but standing alone, autonomous in your group saying, what are you going to give? What are you going to give us that we are owed for us to vote for you? Other than that, I'm not at your conventions. I'm not at your parties. I'm not at none of that. I'm standing there with my group. Matter of fact, we're going to be out the way because this right here is going to kick off the Civil War. The conclusion to the Civil War. This is going to kick it off. And the only way it's not going to get kicked off is Joe Biden is going to have to go against the very people that he supported, the monster he created to shut them down. Then that yep. would mean that he spoke with forked tongue against his own people, which means what will that mean for you as an American black person? You need to think it out. You needed to think it out, but instead you were too busy being a minstrel. You was too busy dancing, dancing for the vote. I'm voting, I'm standing in this line, line's not as long as Obama, but I think they are because I love white people. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Six minutes. Three. You know, we 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 insert humor into the situation. My grandmother and the older people used to say, sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. And this is one of those situations. I usually I only have certain things that I um, I get 
very passionate about and looking at this situation and uh, like you're just sitting there, you have power, but you're sitting there as if you're helpless. And to be helpless because you don't know. Now, this is going to be something when this stuff starts to roll out and you're faced with the consequences of your decision. When you look up 100 days later and nothing even been mentioned about us and nothing has been started or when you get into this year in and nothing has been started um, regarding us. In the first hundred days, you might get some promises. But after a year and you haven't seen anything, then this is going to be where the rubber meets the road. And you're going to be sitting there looking like boo-boo the fool. You, you really are because you didn't take the time to research. We happen to have made the research easy. We did the research and gave you the facts and said, just go fact check. You know, that, that's an easier thing to do than to have to do all the research. You know, we told you to go fact check. You didn't do that. You didn't do that. And then to see, and like, like D said, what does that mean for you? If they could be that dishonest and that lack of, in, uh, lack of, or bad character and lack of integrity, if they could be that in this election and steal the election from, because it's simply because they don't like him. And the reason why they don't like him is because he did have some, uh, he was willing to sit down with those black pastors and meet with them y'all ain't never did that but you consistently got the majority of our vote every year every year but you never and when you did make promises you never made good on them you know so we're here and for the life of me i can't figure it out uh we i, I like that new saying that i got yesterday category four we got people that are cat fours it's, 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 and it's the majority of our people, all these intelligent people, all these educated people, all of these people. But when it comes to this, you deaf, dumb and blind. I don't understand that. I don't understand. Are you that under that much of a spell? Are you under that much of a spell? You under a spell. This is this is this is something else. This is otherworldly, otherworldly. You under a spell. And I, I'm, I'm so glad. I don't know. Um, um, you know, I think certain callings and stuff lend themselves to you thinking outside the box anyway and stuff like that. And I thank God that uh, what, however it is that he formulated us, my brother and I, that we have the ability to see beyond the surface because I wouldn't want to be in this position. This is really crazy. This is crazy. Uh, that's all I have to say right now. This is going to be a whipping. Do you know You know how you would do something and your mother or father would bring in the ironing cord, bring in the electrical cord, and yeah. you were thinking to yourself, why didn't I just do this over here? You, Everything flashes to you what you should have done before the whipping came, but you got the now take this whipping and you got to take those whips this is except for these are people who don't give nothing about you this is going to be a psychological whipping this is going to be a biological whipping this is going to be a physical whipping upon american black people for their 
ability to be a stereotype, the happy-go-lucky darky. <laughs> because you better get ready to get your therapist you, ready. Yeah, you you better get some fan out because you're going to be psychologically damaged when you skit so by the time this is over. But we told you, and we ain't got no kids. You got to risk your kids. Here's the guy who put the plans in place that locked people away, and you voted for him. You. They don't even know he did that. You don't. You don't. They don't know people. You don't love your people. You don't love yourself. You are truly the definition of a coon. So, people, tomorrow, this was part three of freedom of speech in the house, part three, right? A standard Jim Crow stymie while some of us, while some Negroes entertain. We shall see you tomorrow on another great episode of Hashtag Observations TFR. Uh, what can we say? Part four tomorrow. I'm out of shame. 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 You're talking about Germany. Why I made the curator's pick of the Hollywood French community. Unity, unity, unity. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.